This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Andre Sandbier, CEO at LinkUp Studio. Andre, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Yeah, hello. Thank you for the inviting me, and it's a pleasure to be here. And hope I will be helpful and again uh, thoughtful and uh, short. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you for coming. So. Um, when you think about the internet, what words come to your mind? Essential, cross-cultural, crucial for governance, and the word free would pop up as well. Yes, we pay for many online services these days, primarily for subscriptions, and the mobile apps are a huge part of that. But on the other hand, there's a free part of the internet. What do you mean it's free? How do you monetize a free mobile app? There's a number of business models to do that, but how do you decide on what model to apply to your free app? In this episode, Andre will tell us about how to create the best monetization strategy for your free apps. But first, um, as we always do on this show, I'd like to talk about my guest first. Please tell us about your background in tech. Uh, well, uh, so I'm the CEO of the product-driven uh, outsource company located in Ukraine. Uh, so we basically develop software and we also develop uh, mobile apps. And we also, as I told, we are product-driven. Uh, we very much involved in to the businesses of our customers. Uh, so we know variety of industries and we know how to make money out of that. Uh, I personally have already ten like running company for the ten years, and for this time, like we released like more than fifty different apps in different industries, like uh, like healthcare, leisure, travel, uh, retail. Uh, and many others. Uh, so we'll kind of, you know, eat a dog on this on this part of uh, of the software development. So hopefully my uh, suggestion and knowledge would be useful for people who are listening to us right now. Since you guys based in Ukraine, I just have to ask you, are you, everybody okay? Everybody safe? Uh, yes, yes, we are located in the western part of the Ukraine, which is relatively safe right now. We can continue our work and, uh, well, we can do business and we still prolonging working with our customers and finding new action. Yeah, so that's great to know. Um, okay, before taking on the best strategies to monetize free mobile apps, let's paint kind of a broad picture of the app industry landscape business model-wise. So what business models are being used today? Uh, what are the pros and cons of each? And which one is actually the most popular one? Want to improve your app marketing skills? Know how to fight back mobile fraud? Or how to launch an influencer marketing campaign? You've got it all at the Business of Apps Insights. Opinion, how-tos, thought leadership, and analysis from global app and social media industry. Visit our insights section at businessofapps.com slash insights slash podcast. And now back to the show. Okay, I must worry you before I start that this is the long topic. Um, so I will talk a lot, <laughs> but uh, trying to be very precise and be sure that I describe everything to understand. So, uh, you know, when you use the mobile application as a user, 
uh, well, you can see like few obvious uh, way of demonetization, like subscription, advertising, like annoying advertising usually. Uh, and that's basically what do you see as a user. However, in case we will look onto, into the application development from owner's standpoint of view and somebody who wanted to make money on that, uh, you actually have nine different ways of getting money out of your app. And uh, spoiler, you can use all of them in the same time. Uh, just, you know, questionable, uh, will your users still continue using your app in case you will use all nine in the same time? So I will very shortly go through each of them uh, mm -hmm. and then like and explain. So first of all, and the, the most obvious is advertising, right? Everyone saw these, uh, um, you know, banners, video ads, the, you know, when you're using something, uh, you need to watch something before you can go proceed on your favorite uh, Candy Crush games or whatever. And like, depend on how much viewers you get for the application, someone who, uh, for, for the video, sorry, or other um, ad, um, you're getting money, right? A uh, very, very small amount of money, a few half, half of cent, uh, for each view, but you know you have lots of the user, more user, uh, what the advertising, more money you can get. So the, the simplest model. Uh, well, like the example who use it can be like Airbnb, for example, right? You always have the, the same, um, like you always see these banner ads over there. The next thing is the referral marketing. Uh, for the user standpoint of view, it's kind of the same. You still see the advertising. However, on the referral marketing, uh, your advertising that you show in your app, uh, like, you know, these people, it's not that like random advertising from the Google ads. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the people with whom you have the direct contracts. And it's very important for you. Why? Because the cost of the click in this kind of model is more expensive for you. So it's basically generate you more revenue. Uh, so you kind of have the contract with the company you wanted to, uh, they calculate how much income they got from your app and then they pay you back. Right, you that can like it can be like cost per click, cost per view, cost per install, whatever. But still, you know these people with who you work, and that's why it's kind of different from the simple, um, like uh, from the simple advertising. Uh, the next one is the like premium model, right? You told that there are lots of the free part in the internet, but uh, let me tell you something: there are never something free. You know, yeah, you that's... anyway pay for this at least with your attention. In case you have attention there, it's already not free. They already, you know, they already got you for your attention. That's it. So the freemium and, uh, or in app purchase, it's basically very simple. You can buy virtual items uh, in the app. Uh, it's very easy to understand in case we're talking about the games, right? You can get some cool sword or some new perk or whatever, some new cool ability for your character in the game. But it's uh, not only in the games. I mean, that's also can give you some kind of the additional functionality for your running app in case you're running and it, it can give you how much kilometers you just ran. Uh, however, uh, you need to pay money and then you can get the access for the, like how much calories potentially you burn depending on your body type, right? So this is something addition you get for the money, like very simple, right? Give something additionally to the user and make them want to pay for this. Interesting part that you need to bear in mind that, uh, well, it, you need to find that thing that people will be ready to pay for, you know, you know what to put on the free version of that and what to put on the, like something you need to pay money mm -hmm. for. 
Uh, the next one, the fourth, uh, is the subscription model. Uh, again, very easy to understand. Uh, we have the service and we want people to regularly pay for it. Uh, complicate, complicated part that you kind of need to convince user that they actually need to pay for it every month. For example, uh, recently I used to download an app for myself for the fasting, right? But I deleted it in the two months because I thought, well, I mean, this app telling me when I need to eat and when I don't. Well, actually, I can do it by myself. <laughs> and that's All it. Right. So they didn't convince me, you know? Uh, they yeah. failed. And I, mm -hmm. Well, kind of, yes. But I actually succeed because I lose 20 kilos. So that that's kind of, you know, they at least give me the great nudges. <laughs> yeah, at least something. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's the subscription model. Uh, the next model is the sponsorship. And again, for the user standpoint of view, it's the same advertising. They will not see the difference. But for you, as for someone who wanted to, uh, you know, make money on that, a sponsorship model is kind of different. Uh, here is the good example. For example, you uh, you have a you are the medical, um, like or, or you are the doctor, right, or the medical uh, organization. And you make the contract with some pharma company, and then you are advertising their products, right? So you have the special company only exclusively with that company, and you giving the ads for them. Uh, again, very similar to simple advertising and uh, referral marketing, but again, this is more about the the contract you have in behind and the way how you're making money on this. Well, that depends on the, your contract. Uh, yeah. where another example, it can be like weather channels, right? Uh, they have, uh, they, they broadcast the channel, uh, the weather, sorry, for free, like the, uh, the forecast for the channel, but they also can uh, give you the hint where to buy the umbrella in case it's the rainy weekend in New York, for example. Right? Relevant stuff. So, mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, crowdfunding model. Well, it's uh, tell you for themselves. Uh, the best example is like a Kickstarter or a crowdfunder. Uh, you are doing some uh, service and you're asking people to give you money for this. Like uh, Wikipedia is not an app, but the logic is behind that. It's yeah. the same. Uh, email marketing is the seventh uh, uh, kind of monetization model. Uh, it's uh, your main uh, advantage is here that you have the user data and you kind of can understand their interest based on the behavior inside of your application. Depending on the complexity of your application, you can and number of user, you can understand their, um, what they like, what they don't like. And based on that, you can uh, kind of sell this data or use this data to uh, give them additional uh, advertising through their email account. Uh, and you can give it to the third party companies. Of course, you need to have this, there are legal uh, issue here. Uh, in your terms and usage, you need to explain that you're going to sell this information to third party, but well, no one read it usually, like have you ever read it? I, I also didn't, right? So usually people just dig it uh, and they kind of give in their data and then they got some kind of the newsletter that they never subscribed for because they actually subscribe for it. But that's the way of demonetization for you. Uh, as an owner, right? Uh, the eighth, uh, pre-last one is, uh, well, simple app merchandise and e-commerce. Uh, very simple. You just sell in uh, the exact uh, items. For example, uh, everyone, I hope, remember this cool game, Angry Birds, and you can bought their, uh, like, merch, right? The t-shirt with the red, uh, red, uh, sorry, this word, uh, Twitter or... Uh, 
birdie. someone that fly. Yes, birdie, thank you. Uh, so you can buy the t-shirt with the birdie or whatever. And that's basically making the things on the merge. In case you are like Disney company and everyone mm -hmm. loves Mickey, uh, then you can sell uh, doll Mickey over, over, your web, uh, over your application. And the last one, and the most complicated, I believe, uh, is the collecting and the selling data. It's much more complicated than just collecting data of the emails because emails, it's simple, right? It's simple contact information. Uh, in this case, we are talking more about uh, user behavior, user location, uh, user actions uh, through New Year, for example. Like you can measure that. And in case you have enough users of your app and you need to have like few millions at least, then you can sell this data to other companies so they can convert and use them in their marketing um, strategies. Uh, but again, uh, you, you need to be really popular. Uh, so your data makes sense and they are like really big data things. So I just go through very quickly through nine main way of the monetization. Hope it's not too, um, too much. No, that's very comprehensive. That's, that's the list of, um, business models, uh, kind of popping up in my mind when I think about what are the ways to make money with your app. And that is, that is a really good point. You have to separate these, like, like make sure you understand there is a standpoint of view from the user um, side of the equation and from the business owner of the equation, from the guy who is working on the app business or from the guy who is actually using the app from that app business. So from the standpoint of somebody who is creating an app who has the app business, we have nine models and that's the landscape we've just painted. So um, let's now imagine we're uh, sitting in the... Uh, chair or the guy who is creating a business thinking about what model to choose for the app that it will be as we've said quote unquote free we don't mean literally free that's that's the name that's the um, that's partially true just like you said the free does not exist actually anywhere not only in mobile that's the uh, interesting notion but um so we're, we're in the point where somebody's thinking about what monetization strategy to use for the app. So what should be the mindset of that uh, individual? Well, uh, I would say that any businessman already have the right mindset, but it's more about what kind of steps you're supposed to take in order to, to choose the monetization strategy right. But well, I, I can tell you those steps that we usually in our company recommend for the people who work with us. Well, first of all, is the market research. Uh, like you either do it yourself or you either give it to the professionals. Mm, but the thing is here, it's not just ask your three main friends and like their opinion. It would be nice to, to, to dig a little bit deeper uh, through that. And uh, you always need to remember that yourself is not your customer. Um, I very often hear things about the startups and also the mobile app startups that, well, I would use it. Uh, the fact that you would use it and like few of the people who like you would use it doesn't mean that it will go massively. So it would be better to, you know, uh, to talk to the potential customers, ask about their pains uh, and understand. And, and here's the thing, in case you will ask the direct question to the people, would you use it? They may answer you yes, but in case you will put them to the real situation when they need to pay for it, well, there are no guarantees they're going to give you money for that. And then you need to think about, the, again, monetization strategy. Maybe you can get money out of there without making them pay directly. So that, that's one of the things. Uh, after you do like the market research, does anyone need it at all? Uh, you obviously, uh, you know, 
your exact people. So you do in the discovery and the target uh, audience for your app. So you need to remember these people, again, they have the pains and uh, developers may not think about that. So you need to find what, what kind of actions your app will do to cover the pains, that's it. Uh, then you need to think uh, about your like uh, app concept. So uh, you don't need uh, important thing here. Uh, never underestimate a catchy name. You know, so like what what things like in case I got a trouble, for example, what I will put into App Store search to solve that trouble. And in case your name, uh, in case your app, sorry, named somewhere with these words, well, most probably you will get another user, right? That's very simple. Yeah. And the last one uh, is again, choose the monetization we just talked previously. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, you don't need to choose something one of that. You can combine freemium with the banner ad. Uh, you can switch off banner ad uh, in case someone buy the subscription. Uh, the, the best mix is very dependable and uh, you know, depend from each of the industry and value you are promoting. So there are no like perfect bullet or silver bullet to say, uh, like do like this. No, uh, it's very individual. Uh, it just, uh, again, need, need the research. Exactly, that's a, that's a great point. When people are looking for something uh, specific on the app store, obviously they use different language. And the way for you to be effective in reaching out to these people, you have to kind of, a, you know, do your best to be able to kind of a walk in their shoes. Um, it, can, it, can, it can be a very, you know, culture dependent thing. Like if you go into a number of markets in different countries, you, don't, you not only need to know like uh, how to precise uh, localize your app to that market, but... When you're doing um, search optimization, like making sure that your app is being being uh, visible for keywords in that market, what kind of keywords? Uh, probably um, some phrases that that are catchy in the that country, but they don't come up in the regular vocabulary of you know uh, just somebody speaking that language. Those small details are important. They will be missing a huge part of your market if you do not succeed in that effort to understand like what language do people use when they're looking looking for some app to solve a specific problem can you uh um provide one or two examples perhaps popular free apps uh to talk about their monetization strategy and uh, tell us why it's effective well, I will tell you one of the apps that I, I personally used and like very much. So it's, uh, and that will be advertising for them uh, just as my big thank you for uh, saving my plans. So this is the plan snap. Uh, this is the application. They got uh, half of the million downloads in four weeks. Uh, and they, as far as I know, they switched from the premium model to the freemium and they got this, this huge result. So very short about the app. Uh, this is an application uh, which help you to treat your plans. Uh, way better and they they tell you what you need to do with your plan in case it's uh, got some uh, illness right or thickness uh, and you just you just take your camera you put the camera on the plant and uh, it's telling you like pour more water by this or this uh, you know how how to tell it medicine for the plants or whatever right and and they help you to 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 get it better so what uh, initially when they uh, when they started they have uh, a premium model, so you need to download and pay for that. And 
that didn't give you give them uh, despite the fact that you know technology behind is very complicated like technology wise as the developer i may tell you it's complicated because you need to do the artificial intelligence by understand what kind of plants you have instead addition after you understand what kind of plant you have uh, in front of you you need to understand what kind of disease these exact plants have and after that you need to find the best recommendation for it and it, it's really technically very complicated uh, but users may not understand all of the value they get just because they ask to pay before they actually using that so uh what they done they just simply switch from uh, premium to freemium so they they give something to the user before and uh, again, as I mentioned, they in like in four weeks, they got half of the million downloads just because, uh, you know, people are trying to get this uh, excitement about the usages. Right. And I'm not sure, but I, I may assume uh, that uh, some kind of the orangery, uh, you know, where there are lots of plants, they, they just use it every day. And uh, for me, this is the perfect example of uh, understanding the problem and get into the, you know, finding the best way to solve it with the just simple changing, uh, simple nudge uh, of the monetization model. Uh, so, uh, and uh, the, another thing that they add, as far as I know, they also give this um, uh, marketing, uh, sorry, uh, newsletter. So for some special user, for example, they have this uh, champion kind of users. Uh, so they are receiving the special thank you emails and the feedback requests of how to improve the app. So what they done, they took the most active users and asking them what exactly is supposed to be changed. Uh, why not everyone? I mean, you may ask like there are dozens of users, but why, why not everyone? Because this is giving them the focus. Ask what uh, best users want. Why? Because they pay you most of the money and they will pay you again and even more. So that that's where the strategy, I like it really. So that's why I decided to, to tell you about that here. That's a great example, Andre, because I've been using PlantSnap and iNaturalist, two apps for just recognizing mm -hmm. either uh, animals or plants. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know how complicated it is because even using pretty sophisticated uh, algorithm of recognizing the image using the mm -hmm. big data database of uh, plants and animals, they always give you like a percentage of a guess. Okay, we're sure this is the like a rose or um, any um, like a you know orchard eighty five percent out of hundred. And I just didn't realize that there is an app can actually suggest you what to do with any disease that that specific plant may have. That's the another level of complication, and. Quite honestly, if those apps were on the subscription model, I don't think I would be using them. Um, I think they may be kind of a you know psychological thing for the majority of people who are using these apps who are not really professional botanists. This is not what they're mm -hmm. doing for their living. They may not ready to pay money on the monthly on the monthly basis or semi annual basis for these apps. But um, if you just you know, provide them a value for free and uh, you know in a purchase, this is how you monetize this these audience. This is great because they they may use that app you know once a month, once a quarter, uh, occasionally, or probably like the the amount of investment into the app can be very different. You don't know in advance your all audience will be like uh, on the same bucket like. Uh, time-wise, uh, how many time will be dedicated to your application or not? Are they willing to pay you um, that 
two, three, four dollars a month or not. So that's a very good example of how actually can you un untap your audience, realizing after probably a quarter or two that, well, actually it doesn't work. These people are not mm -hmm. ready to invest on a monthly basis. We have to switch the model to make it work. Um, let's switch the gears and talk about the difference between iOS and Android uh, strategy wise. There's, is there any difference uh, at this point? Because you know both ecosystems have changed over the years so much or you don't see any significant difference between you know iOS and Android monetization strategy wise. To be honest, no, there are there are no difference. The only thing that you need to need to consider is some kind of the specialty behind those ecosystem. For example, like iOS, uh, they like to you know give uh, give like they they never they never give the uh, attention to. Uh, let us know in advance. I mean, ask. I mean, developers, what kind of updates they will have in the new uh, iOS or in the new iPhone, and then they just release it, and then everyone needs to make the uh, suggestions. Not the suggestions, sorry, changes in their app uh, to match the newest rules. So it's usually look like fire the hole, and that's yeah. it. Like change it. You know, so you just need to adapt with this, but that's fine. That's Apple. They like to make the cool presentation, everything in secret until the last day. That, that's okay. Well, they, uh, okay, to be fair, they do, uh, you know, uh, announcement for the developers, but still, um, they we can't make the changes and then make smooth change uh, on the app. Like, for example, when they got this bro eye happen uh, on the last, uh, it seems to me it was starting from the, uh, X model, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, but well, uh, like you just need to know this. All developers already know it. But in Android, it's kind of they they doing this uh, announcement kind of smoother, on my opinion. But again, that that's not too big trouble. Uh, usually, no no crucial difference between those. They are not again uh, business wise is the same step. Understand your market, understand your users, and um, acquire your idea. Technically wise, uh, depending on the technology, you can use like native technology, iOS and, uh, sorry, uh, Swift and the Java for the development on the Android and Swift accordingly to the iOS. Uh, you may use uh, Flutter on React or React native technology to use hybrid. Um, again, just like develop once and compile on the two platforms. Again, that's depend on your app. Uh, our company, we prefer to use uh, hybrid because we mostly working with the startups and it's saving them lots of the money yeah, uh, but uh, well again uh, business-wise there are no difference got you uh now free apps versus uh sorry free apps and free non-games uh in your opinion which one do you believe to be easier to monetize so uh, again, sorry, so we're, 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 we're comparing free games and non-games so uh, well mm -hmm. yeah well, uh, frankly, to tell, uh, again, it's the pen. <laughs> because uh, remember this super easy game, uh, it seems to be 2024, where you just need to add two and then four and then eight and so on until you, you got out, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Super easy game, very easy to implement. Uh, most of the money making, like there are no way to make subscription and most of the money used to make uh, through the advertising uh, when you need to wait for another life to happen or whatever. Uh, easy game, easy to make. But in case we're talking about some kind of the game like Angry Birds or Clash of Clans, complicated game, lots of the investment before you actually can even make the first release and even zero guarantee that people will like it. And 
much more money to invest uh, into the advertisement to make people download it. Uh, because in case we're talking about some kind of strategic game, it's interesting because you're playing with the, another players and you need to have the base of the players. Again, lots of the investment before you actually can get out the single, of the do the single dollar. Uh, so you need to invest like a few million dollars before you can just run simple advertising that give you a few cents, right? I mean, yeah. uh, advertising sounds easy, but development sounds complicated. Again, we can talk about the, some kind of the, I don't know, running application, which is much more easier to develop because it's easy to get data from your Apple Watch uh, transfer and give the, you know, nice looking graphic with some kind of the recommendation run faster or, I don't know, longer. Uh, and then you can get money out of that. So it's it, it's kind of, I would tell that more depend on the industry where you wanted to make it, right? Uh, more, but by the statistic, uh, by the statistic, I can tell you that uh, most of the money are uh, like like 91 and 9% of the apps in the App Store are free uh, and 96% on the Google Play are free. But, uh, and 50% of the user, uh, like all, all of the smartphones, they never actually paid for an app. Uh, but uh, all of them, and they have this kind of the either buy virtual things or advertising stuff that actually generate them a money. Because 98% of the money that is generated uh, in the mobile world is generated from the app that you initially download for free. That, that would be my answer. Yeah, that's that's just a staggering numbers um, to realize that, uh, well, even from the uh, Apple's perspective, when they give the numbers from uh, how much money are generated on the App Store, we usually hear the same number, like the huge chunk of revenue were generated by a small number of companies. And uh, mm -hmm. these are usually game production companies, huge powerhouses that just like you're saying, they're investing a huge amount of money to create a game. They have so much statistics, prediction, trying to, just like a movie production company, will people be watching my movie based on the previous experience? Can I, am I ready to invest that money uh, to create that big of a hit? Uh, and that will be expensive for me for sure. So, um, and yeah, the majority of people who are using apps, um, either Android or uh, iOS, they they don't invest their money. They're using a free options and the whole, um, like the whole system being kind of a subsidized by this relatively small number of people who are willing to invest. They, they see the value. They have absolutely no problem to pay this money on the monthly basis or pay in a purchase. This is how it works. Now, Andre, looking back at your years in app development business, is there something you would really like to change? Something that make you pause and you shake your head? Once somebody just, you know, step up and do something about it. Is there something about app development business that you have that strong feeling about? Uh, well, uh, I would say some of, some of the things that, it's not something I regret to, but uh, it's something that I would like to know like sooner. Uh, again, as I mentioned, uh, lots of the companies with who we are working there, the startups, they get like around A uh, and uh, come into us as the software developer to deliver the application. And uh, uh, sometimes when the business has started, we are uh, developing, again, on the hybrid technologies, which uh, just to explain to our listeners, 
it's when you write code once and then you can compile at the different platform like iOS, Android. On the old times, there was even Windows Phone. There was some someone yeah, there who was used to be interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the time. And uh, that actually really worked very well on the startup. But very crucial is to understand that point when you need to basically rewrite everything from scratch on the native technologies. Sometimes the point never happened. Again, that's depend on the nature of your app. In case you don't have any, uh, let's call it uh, something that need to work very closely to the hardware, right? Uh, I mean, uh, like camera, too often usage of camera, some kind of the uh, argument reality, some kind of the heroscope usage on your phone and so on and so on. So in case it's like, in case your application is more informative things like Airbnb, let's take it, right? Or it's more... Uh, like uh, Gmail or for like, right, this is the example mm-hmm. of an app where you just have the information, uh, nothing, uh, nothing connecting to the hardware. The hybrid technology will be more than enough for you. Uh, however, we want to have the super uh, interesting case. Uh, the application was a chat based on the geographic location. So for example, you're sitting in the cafe and you like the girl next uh, table to you and you wanted to write her and she had the same app. So you can just, you know, mean this more like tell hi to everyone around in case they have the same app. And uh, basically that was the chat that is uh, strongly connected to the geographical location, right? So like each cafe can have their, or restaurant, they have like their own spot. And while we tested this application, uh, we used to go out of the street and go in with our phones, staring into the uh, screens and writing in the chat. Uh, and one of the th- interesting things that was there, that instead of usual background that you have in your like kind of different messenger that you have, uh, the camera is supposed to be switched on. So again, you're writing in the chat, but on the background, you don't have the image or whatever. You have the camera. And the, first of all, like we didn't understand the idea of our customer, why he need that camera, like whatever. Okay. Uh, but when we started to test it, the funny part, we understood why. And like, he, he couldn't just explain it to us, you know, like there was like com- complication in the uh, in the negotiation, let's call it like that. But when we started to test, we understood this is the genius idea. Why? Because when you walk, you don't look where your steps go into. And when right. you have the camera on the background, you see your foots and you see where do you step so you don't fall down. And I personally, when I tested it, uh, you know, on the bad road, I'm like, man, this is genius. I see where I make in my next step because my camera is on the background, is switched on. So messages don't, uh, you know, don't uh, give me a chance to see where I'm stepping in. But the right. thing is, uh, technically wise, that was the problem because because of the always switch on camera phone, especially, and that happened like four years ago. So not latest iPhone, right? Uh, we're talking about like iPhone 6, I guess, um, like the most popular at that time. So basically, the phones start to heating and uh, very, very fast go down by the battery. Mm-hmm. And on the hybrid technologies, and we use the Cordova technology, phone gap Cordova technology at that time, there was no way to make efficiency of the app better. So, and that was exactly the time that we supposed to rewrite it on the native technologies. Uh, the solution we got then uh, for the startup, it was we just gave an option to switch off the camera on the background 
uh, with the notification that your phone otherwise will, will last longer in case you will switch it off because there was the startups and they cannot handle the rewriting. So we still kept that cool functionality uh, and kept the technology. Uh, mm. And in case they would continue, uh, unfortunately, they didn't get to the point where they got the next round of the investments of the project stopped. But in case they would, um, our next recommendation would be uh, rewrite everything on the native technologies because then we could much, like technically wise, we can work much closer uh, with the hardware and then we could make a way for the phone to last longer even with this cool feature of the background, uh, with the camera on the background. Hope it makes sense ever since. Yeah, I, no, it, it does. It does make sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a curious case. Yeah, um, that's that speaks to the importance of a communication in the ability of number one, your client to um, eloquently, uh, thoroughly explain what he he or she actually wants from the app, and how can you actually build this? And like, how can you be enough persuasive to explain to the client that it's really important that is your money your budget like uh we may miss the major point you're trying to make and later on it will be harder to you know re reverse back we cannot we cannot travel back in time yeah that's that's very important thing to remember all right we finished the first part of the show and i always have this second small funny part where i get a chance to ask every guest on the show a few cool questions so people who are listening to us have a better chance to know my guests. Here we go. What smartphone do you have now? Uh, have you been switching between these two giants or just staying one time one side all the time? Uh, I'm right now I'm having iPhone X. Uh, my daughter recently broke it and I just don't have time to buy the new one. Uh, I used to use Android like uh, maybe five years ago, but after I switched to iOS, uh, I don't switch back, to be honest. Got you. Uh, back in time, uh, what was your first mobile phone pre-iPhone era? Uh, Nokia N73. Got you. Uh, imagine you've left your phone right now at home for whatever reason, you're out of your home is there something that you will be really missing in terms of, you know, features, apps? Uh, well, in case we are talking about the vacation, no, I won't miss my phone at all. <laughs> in case we are talking about the work day, uh, well, I guess the calendar. The most crucial is calendars. So I don't like I have lots of stuff on my plate and I don't remember all of that. And calendar would be the most crucial. Schedule, schedule, schedule. Schedule, um, yeah. What new app technologists are you most excited about? Um, you know, features on a hardware software side, uh, not necessarily more, probably, you know, better balance between, uh, you know, using your phone and not using this thing. What is what is that missing feature for you? Well, uh, I would not tell it's missing. I'm just very excited about the way uh, of uh, how argument reality are moving right now. So I see lots of the potential in that uh, technology. And I think that cameras on the phones uh, soon will be much more uh, than just cameras for taking photos and videos. Soon it will be like your real helper for orientation in the world as at least, uh, well. All right. Okay, before I let you go, very, very final question. How can people mm -hmm. get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? 
Uh, well, uh, you can always uh, find me on the LinkedIn, Andre Samber, or Facebook, and my company, uh, LinkUp Studio, uh, linkupst.com. Uh, we, again, we are doing the software development exclusively and uh, very successfully. And also, we are the winner of the Red Dot 2022. Uh, so our design skills are really high and professional. And in case anyone wanted to work with us or at least get our consultation, we are open to discuss. Thank you. Awesome. Andrew, thank you so much for spending time with us and being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Andre Sambir, CEO at LinkUp Studio. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.